Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Highly Relevant, a podcast where I interview, report, and review on the most highly relevant pop culture stories for U.S. Latinos. On this week's episode, Hilda Garcia, Vice President of Digital Entertainment at Univision, returns to the podcast to discuss how Univision.com has planned a massive digital event for the 30th anniversary of Premios Lo Nuestro airing this week. For the first time, the number one Spanish language network will simulcast the live TV award show on Univision.com. But will it cannibalize television viewers? And I talked to UK director Alex Garland, who's been in the news a lot, whose new movie Annihilations premieres this week, and he cast three of the biggest Latin X names for it, Oscar Isaac, Gina Rodriguez, and Tessa Thompson, and somehow still managed to get criticized by the press for allegedly whitewashing star Natalie Portman's character. I'll ask him why he cast Latin X actors and why it has nothing to do with the National Hispanic Media Coalition's protest at the Oscars next month. Univision's first award show, Premio Solo Nuestro, is celebrating 30 years this week, and Hilda Garcia, VP of Digital Entertainment at Univision, is with me now to talk about the innovative ways they're connecting digital audiences to the show. Hilda, congrats on the show's 30th anniversary. We are very excited to say that we have this 30th edition, so we are very, very excited because we are celebrating music, and the most important is Latino music how the Latino music has uh, had stayed in the United States. And I guess that Univision, in this case, has been doing, um, how can I say, it is not an effort, because I don't think that we should say that it's an effort. It's that Univision has been present all the time, promoting the Latino music, doing uh, all these kind of contests, but at the same time, uh, awarding the best of the music, and taking advantage to be here in Miami is like Miami that you know is the mecca for the music, overall for the Latino music. Yeah. So I guess that it's a very, very interesting, the celebration of our music uh, this 22nd of February in, in PLN, Premios Lo Nuestro. I understand the importance of what these 30 years mean because it's sort of like a reminiscing and a a sort of a, a walk through all the memories of the legendary musical acts that have gone through 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 Univision yes. and that award show and now you guys are celebrating it but what's interesting more than anything is that in 2018 Premios Lo Nuestro is no longer just a TV event now it's also a digital yes. event Actually, that's interesting that you're saying that because it, when we were talking about the 30th edition, we went to look for all the archives that we have in the in Univision. So you can imagine that we were seeing all the, as you say, for example, Sofia Vergara, you see Luis Miguel, you see 
a Gloria Stefan, you see Olga Tañón. Mm -hmm. So you can see all of them, but the most uh, interesting thing is to see the, the, the styles, for example, right. that they used to use. Uh, the way that they used to do the things. And I was telling them, do you remember three years ago, we were not able to take the, the, the lyrics of the song. For example, going to the internet, or we didn't have Shazam, we didn't have all that kind of stuff. No, no. So it was like, really, when you were going to see PLN to the TV, it was a very interesting experience. It was not a multi-platform experience. No. And then you were looking, and I remember, as you say, it's like using the, the, the cassettes, no? Going directly <laughs> to the record player. And then it's like listening one another time, another time. My mother was becoming crazy. Hilda, you have been listening this for like, I don't know, 30 times. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm copying the lyric, no? So... There are other things that happen in the past, but I guess the most important thing is that we can turn 30 years uh, in this edition and say we uh, have like this long, long way, no? And now we are very proud of the Latino music. You see what happened the last year, no? With uh, Despacito, with Liz Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, mm -hmm. with Cardi B, with J Balvin and Mi Gente. So you can see that now all that kind of stuff is like almost general market. So we are not talking just like, oh, we are like for a niche or something like that. So we are very proud and very excited uh, of how this, uh, this path has becoming. Uh, in terms of say we are proud of the of the Latino music, and as you say, uh, well, you are talking about Luis Miguel and 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 Sofia Vergara, but uh, one of the things that we are doing now is that like remembering a lot of people and we invited for a. a it's like a reunion. It, it feels like a reunion, right? Where yes, where exactly. you're, you're, I, I think this Premios Lo Nuestro, I feel, has always been sort of the the, the dad of the award shows, right? Uh, where it's the first one out of the gate that sort of established and spawned off all these other award shows, um, and Thanks. and now it, it's it's almost become like an inner a multi generational sort of award show where you can see your dad's favorite artists, but then there's like the new guys and the new uh, artists that are coming up that are today sort of in one single award show, which is which is very very interesting, I guess, to to what the template of award shows is. And the most important thing now is that for this edition, we don't want to, to be like an award edition. So the way that we would like to pay tribute to all these uh, singers, composers, uh, it's like really like celebrating, as I told you, and we are doing the reunion, inviting a lot of artists. For for example, Angelica Maria, Giselle Blondet, Evie Queen, Mirka uh, Luis Coronel. Uh, uh, for sure. Well, she's going to be one of our uh, our hosts, no, the carpet host. Uh, Mirka is coming back, no, in this way to the to 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 the, to the house, and in the in the carpet uh, we have also Borja Moses, Chiquinquira Delgado. We have Daniela Di Giacomo, Raúl de Molina, Tony Dandrades. I understand you guys are doing digital programming, which I like the term because it makes it feel like you know. <laughs> Like it's an addition and a complement to what television is, and you have seven different types of programs. Yes, and also when we were talking about the carpet host, we are working very close with the uh, Univision uh, Creators Network. That, as you know, it's like the part that we have in the company dedicated to all the influencers. So we are doing a lot of things with them too. That it's more related, obviously, to the digital platforms. So we have our fashionometer. We have something that is uh, named Kekres. 
and is going to be talking about the social media influencers also related to PLN. And then we have another that it's Secreto, Secrets, that it's like we are inviting to the artist not to have a conversation with us telling us some things that they never say before. So we are doing that kind of stuff. But as you say, we have a lot of things in digital. Um, I guess that uh, it's very interesting to see the timeline that we are building. Uh, we published the website uh, like um, in January 23rd. So the way that we were doing... So it's a pretty like new site. We are doing 30 days, 30 days, 30 years. No? So yeah, yeah. it's like every single 30 day 30. you have a photo gallery <laughs> telling you the story about that edition. No, and on the other hand, you have like a video that is like the behind the song, no, behind the music, the story behind it that we are doing. Uh, and for example, we have the first one that is the first award that is Devorame with Lalo Rodriguez. Devorame and it's so funny because that <laughs> how can I forget that song? I mean, it was like the song Nobody of so many dates. It. <laughs> it's so many dates I, I went on that exactly song. It was on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because you did exactly the same thing that everybody, when we were very serious trying to organize all the things that we were going to do here, when we listened that the Borame was the first song, everybody started to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a catchy song. One thing I wanted to talk to you about, you're having a pre and post show that's happening online. How do television people feel about do they do they at any moment feel like you're cannibalizing in any way viewership uh, in the pre and the post show online? And are there any ar battles and arguments and discussions on whether those should be on broadcast TV or on cable TV? How do you I guess uh, how do you how do you tell these guys that this is the new way of watching TV without them getting upset? It's uh, curious that you say that, but I guess that we understand as a company that we are multi-platform and that we don't have just one audience, that we have different audiences and we need to engage with them. So they get that. Obviously, we try to say, okay, how is the way that we are going to present to the different audiences? And you're right. We have, uh, for example, a digital magenta carpet, no? So that we are going to presenting with digital hosts. That is going to be very different to the things that maybe are going to be happening on TV at that time. But it's for different audiences. And obviously, we feel that we are not cannibalizing because obviously you have different audiences, you have different platforms. So we cannot be thinking that one or the other, no, it's much better or, or as you as you say, is the new way. Yes, it's the new way, but we still are working with other audiences that have another way. And we are learning every day with data and we are learning every day with the comments and everything that we got from different audiences, how they are approaching to the different content that we are um, offering. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very interesting because we don't feel that we are doing one way one way or the other one is that really we want to do everything for different platforms even when we, you are talking about the different platforms we don't have the same audience maybe in instagram or facebook and the experience in instagram with all the things that they have been doing is not the same one that facebook and if you go to twitter you have another kind of experience and then if you go i don't know to the website it's going to be another experience 
And even when we are uh, saying that it's digital, really we are thinking in multi-platform because now you know older people is in Facebook. Now it's not for younger anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's absolutely so true. So it's like everybody says, no, it's like, oh, my mom is there. Well, not even your mom, your grandma is yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So, no, so it's another story. But at the same time, it's like... You have other kind of platforms. We hadn't talked about Snapchat, but Snapchat is going to be taking advantage doing like a coverage about PLN for another kind of audience. So we're going to be working with all the platforms in different ways. Obviously, the content is going to be almost the same, but even that, we don't produce the same piece for all, all, the, all the platforms. Mm-hmm. So we are working is customized because we understand that the audience is looking for another kind of things. And they are going to find out, oh... There was a song, the bottomet, that my mom, or maybe <laughs> when I go to the weddings, no, yeah, I dance the, the bottomet, and everybody knows that. But at the same time, it's like uh, with different platforms, different audiences, and we are trying to reach more and more people. That's we great. Are not, we are not thinking just about the TV because we. Actually, if you look for the def- definition of us, I don't think that we say that, that we are TV or TV-centric. We are talking that we are multi-platform and we are reaching our audience. Mm-hmm. And I guess that there's like different ways to reach the right. audiences, to engage them um, and to be with us, no? Wh- so wh- that's one thing. Right. What is mm-hmm. the most innovative thing that digital is doing for Premios Lo Nuestro this year? Thank you for asking that because every year we want to do something that it's very, very different. In this case, um, we develop an original content piece that is the dance of <clears throat> pay tribute to Celia Cruz. Ooh, so we have Clarissa Molina. Yes, and it's amazing. They are amazing because it's Clarissa Molina and Francisca La Chapelle that you know that they are <clears throat> Univision talents. Mm-hmm. And we, invi- well, everything started like uh, Clarissa wanted to do something and then she was talking about to dance like uh, like uh, uh, Celia Cruz and then Francisca La Chapelle said that she wanted to do something too. So it was like a duelo. So <laughs> they started to talk about it. And it's so funny because we started to tell the story and it started to grow and grow and grow. And at the end, you are going to find that this uh, piece is amazing. We are going to launch it uh, for the next week. And you are going to see that it's amazing the way that they did. We are we have been teasing it. And you can find it now in all the in, in all the platforms that we have. It's amazing the thing that they did. Because they were like, not just dancing. It was like... Uh, to do, they were feeling that they were there, no? Oh, wow, so, okay. And the most interesting is that they don't know dance, is that we have more than 65 dancers dancing with them, mm-hmm. and we recreate, like, the Miami of the 50s. How are you catering to the bilingual or English language Hispanic, or just English language people alone that are interested in Univision content? Well, actually, when we were talking about the different audiences and different platforms, the other thing is that we are not talking just about bilingual people. We are talking about bicultural people. And they want to have some of the content. Obviously, we are not translating everything that is coming from Spanish into English. But the thing that we are doing is some of the pieces, we try to reach the audience uh, in English. Not just because they are Latinos. Maybe they are people from the general market that are interested in the Latino culture. 
and we know that that's been happening. I so now you have like I don't know, uh, Justin Bieber was singing, no, right. in Spanish or trying to do his best, no, <laughs> and then you have Beyonce, and then you have so it's it has been crazy. So and it's like it's like a push for our culture to go to the general market, but at the same time they are coming to us, and it's like now you have like another kind of audiences and another kind of interests. So that's the reason I'm telling you what we are taking advantage of this and saying, okay, our content shouldn't be just um, bilingual or do the translation into English, is that it's bicultural. So we need to talk to other people too. It's not like wow. just the traditional audience that we already have. Hilda Garcia, Vice President of Digital Entertainment at Univision.com. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for, for everything, Jack. And I guess that it's going to be very and a, a very excited um night celebrating the Latino music in PLN. Absolutely. All right, okay. Hilda, thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything. It's time for a recap of the most highly relevant news headlines in movies, TV, music, and social media in our weekly segment, Jacked In. Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. Robert Rodriguez's next movie will be Hypnotic, a cop thriller with sci-fi elements. Jessica Chastain is in negotiations for the IT sequel directed by Argentine Andres Muschietti. Jennifer Lopez has a new romantic comedy titled Second Act, releasing November 21st. The UK is doing a new Weinstein documentary called Working with Weinstein. And a new survey says 94% of women working in entertainment have experienced some form of sexual harassment or assault during their careers. In TV news, in one of the biggest stories for Latinos, CBS has cast veteran actor Jay Hernandez, who was recently in Bad Moms 1 and 2, as the new Tom Selleck in the Magnum P.I. reboot. Question now is... Will he grow the mustache? Latina actress Melanie Diaz will be one of the three witches in the new TV reboot of Charmed. Switching over to music, Despacito is the most danced to song at the Olympics ice dancing routines. Cardi B collaborates on Ahora Dice remix with Osuna and J Balvin. Luis Miguel begins his upcoming North American tour May 4th in San Diego and Romeo Santos kicks off his golden tour February 28th in Chicago. In digital and social media news, Google AI can now scan your eyes to predict heart disease. AT&T is launching 5G in Atlanta and Dallas. Spotify is launching its own smart speaker. Facebook Messenger now lets you add more people into in-progress calls, and Snapchat redesigned its app, and the press hates it. You might have not heard of the name Alex Garland, but I'm sure you heard of his debut Oscar-nominated film, Ex Machina. It's a science fiction thriller starring Guatemalan actor Oscar Isaac about the dangers of artificial intelligence. His new movie, Annihilation, is also a sci-fi thriller that is based on a book about four women, which include two Latinas, Gina Rodriguez and Tessa Thompson, who enter an alien zone trying to decipher what killed the previous expeditions. Did it communicate with you? I asked Garland, who called me from San Francisco, about what kind of audience this sci-fi thriller is for. The kind of people that would bid this film are people who want to see something that is uh, in some ways challenging, in some ways subversive, and is not too kind of formulaic and production line. And um, they're people who have an open mind, really, about the narratives that they engage with. Garland's first two films are sci-fi thrillers. He gives me a great answer on why he's so fascinated with the genre. Really what I like about science fiction is um, 
that you don't have to be embarrassed about the ideas you're trying to put into it and that people who dig science fiction often like big, strange ideas and respond to them. So it's sort of the permissions that the genre gives you. Uh, you're, you're, you're allowed to be stranger, I think, maybe would be a way of putting it. And during our call, I had asked him why he wasn't on social media. He said, I'm 47 and I grew up before, I remember very well before emails and stuff. I'm not on Twitter or Facebook and I never used Siri. And so I'm sort of out of step with all that stuff. That's director Alex Garland. His new movie, Annihilation, is in theaters now. I need to know what's inside. I could save him. Hey, before we wrap up the show, here are some new tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend. Tu y yo, Ivan Delamo and Ana Linares. Higher, higher, Justin Timberlake. Por pura curiosidad, Fonseca and Spencer Ludwig. That's it for me. I'd like to thank director Alex Garland and Univision Tilda Garcia for coming on the show. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on our iTunes page. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.